I'm sorry. The irony of someone named Mary Jane giving out full candy bars is just too good. Hey, she was a great neighbor. Mary Jane was awesome. I love that. Welcome to the What's Up Verdict Podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Carter. I'm here with my co-host, Matt Zenheiner. I'll say, I'll say, I'll say, better red than dead. And Alec Purchase. <laughs> Let's get it. I love that you didn't even try that one. I'll say, I'll say, you're digging a hole, boy. You're digging a hole. I'll say, I'll say. I didn't do it as good. My voice is still waking up this morning, but I'm trying. I love it. I love it. Uh, well, we appreciate you tuning in for the ridiculousness that is us this morning on uh, after. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah we're going to have fun. It's a Saturday morning recording, Jage. We haven't done this in a hot minute. It's been a long time. For those listeners wondering why, if you can gather in JJ's very sleepy voice, <laughs> JJ does not enjoy early morning. Well, I say I early enjoy, morning. Yeah, we'll say mid morning re- recordings. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like mornings. It's not my favorite time of the day. That's for sure. We are here to review Hocus Pocus 2. It was released September 30th, 2022. It was written by Jen D'Angelo and David Kirshner. It was directed by Ann Fletcher. It stars Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy Najimy, Whitney Peak, Melissa Escobedo, Lilia Buckingham, Froy Gutierrez, Sam Richardson, and Doug Jones. Oh, don't forget Tony Hale. Three young women accidentally bring back the Sanderson sisters to modern day Salem and must forget how to stop, must figure out how to stop the child hungry witches from wreaking havoc on the world. I can't read in the morning apparently either. Hocus pocus too. Okay, let me start this out by saying, I know I was a child. And when I say child, I, yeah, I was a child. I was like 11 years old, 12 years old. Hocus pocus one was funny. Like it was an enjoyable movie. We watched it many times when I was a kid. So I was kind of excited for this one. This is, in my opinion, another, it's just a Disney money grab. They're like, hey, everybody loves Hocus Pocus. Let's make another one and we'll make it have no rhyme or reason whatsoever until the very end. And that's it. That's fair. I was bored most of the time. Yeah, I wasn't bored. I was kind of like this stupid. I did enjoy though, Roomba as a (laughs) method of transportation. Yeah, that was funny had me dying but pretty much everything else was eh. yeah it was subpar but i did well, allow they have a mind of their own and they were trying to like go different places with that. it was funny i want to ask both of you was this like a growing up to, like was this a, <coughs> hocus pocus the original did you watch it a lot mm-hmm. what about you, i watched the original was like two years ago because oh she made me wow i've never seen it before yeah i'm someone that i'd seen it Earlier, like when I was a younger kid, but it was not like a staple. It wasn't something every Halloween time. I think I've seen it like one and a half times or maybe twice here and there. It's kind of like Halloween Town. Like I'm not, I'm not into that movie. So I think, I think for me seeing this movie, like I didn't have any expectations. And I think because of that, like it wasn't a bad movie for me. It was just kind of like, I knew it was a movie Disney, like JJ said, they knew they could remake it. They could get the people back have some old laughs, but I'm not here to like, I wasn't unentertained, but it wasn't, it wasn't special. All I should say, like Taylor, who loves Hocus Pocus, liked this movie. Like she, for a sequel, she, I think her, the word she would use is probably like pleasantly surprised or it wasn't just God awful. Like it was respectable enough where 
she still appreciates the original. The original's better, but this follow-up was something that she laughed at at certain points, certainly. So I think she thought it was better than what she thought it would have been. Yeah, and I watched it a lot. Not necessarily by choice. My sister was like seven years old at the time, seven or eight. When, and so we watched it a lot because she thought it was the greatest thing. Cause I mean, it, Sisters? it was, a, yeah, it was more geared toward geared towards younger kids, obviously, but it was a little dark too at times. And like, it was a, well, yeah. Sucking the souls out of children. Well, and the first one's worse. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, yeah. So it was interesting, but I, I mean, for me, like there was some nostalgia there. Like, look, I enjoy the dynamic of the three sisters is funny especially in the first one. And it carried over into the second one, but the writing wasn't as good. So there was a, unless it was like a revisit of some of the old jokes and the old like slapstick shit that they did in the first one, the newer things other than the Roomba shit wasn't as yes. funny <laughs> as the old one. Well, in the first movie, she freaking rides like the giant, like Hoover vacuum. <laughs> and so she's always got something stupid. She's, and I enjoyed the Swiffer that Sarah Jessica Parker yeah, was, was riding. Funny. So, I mean, yeah, there were parts of it that made me laugh, but it just didn't hit the same way that the original did. And I think that comes down to, again, what it was intended to be, right? This is like, hey, we know we can get people to sign up for Disney+. Plus if we do a Hocus Pocus 2, because they've been clamoring for Hocus Pocus 2 for years. And so I think Disney Plus is pulling shit out of the freaking, the closet going, hey, let's make some money or get some signups for Disney Plus. And, th and I think it's unfortunate that that's why they do something, especially because this could have been an entirely enjoyable movie if it had a little bit better writing. If they'd have brought back the original kids as adults, maybe even for just a cameo, like if you're going to do it, lean into that freaking nostalgia instead of just kind of well to your point change it just didn't seem like i thought the sisters again in their chemistry and screen like i thought it was pretty good to be honest like just like it was in the old times i think where they messed out a little bit is taylor didn't enjoy like one of the songs they picked when they were up on the stage whichever that was she's like they could have picked a better song like this just that wasn't very hocus pocus-esque and then it seemed like the the story was it just was lackluster to me. It didn't have like this culminating event where there was like the suspense or like intimate danger. I just didn't feel like that as a viewer. It just felt like they were trying to not die when the sun came up, but I didn't really feel the urgency. And I think that's for me where they really lacked a, a compelling something to drive the story, even though it should have been the sun coming up, but it, it just didn't feel like that. Yeah. There was like a, a level of intensity in the first one because they were fighting the clock. Right. And in this one, it was more like there was never even the threat of the sunrise that got to no. him. The only one that had any kind of intensity at all was the shop owner played by Sam Richardson, Gilbert, like, but even he was like way done early. Well, yeah, they never, they were like crossing up. You just didn't feel they didn't lean into any of the, it's like they said, Hey, we have a line here. We're not going to cross like, getting too tense or like getting too violent or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think they missed too, cause you could have added some of that to where it had that same intensity from the first one where they were worried about the sun rise. Because the other thing that's odd for me that I didn't expect is I actually didn't mind the way that it ended. Like the whole 
Winifred realizing that her sisters were very, because she always knew that, but not realizing the price she was going to pay because of the silly reason of not wanting to read the warning, right? Like, I thought that was funny. But at the same time, like, make it so that they finish the spell right as sunrise is about to happen. So you think that they, and then she wins that battle, but loses. It just didn't have as much impact because you timed it wrong. There was no victory for her other than the ultimate power, which we always knew that was never actually the most important thing to her. You know what I mean? Like they were without her sisters that none of them are funny. So except maybe Sarah Jessica, Jessica Parker, she's that character's hilarious, but I think they could have done little things that would have just added value. Now, look, this is never going to be like some blockbuster film, but they could have made it better, more intriguing, I guess. But one thing I will say is I just watched it with Taylor, but I wonder like if I watched it with some of my nieces and nephews or kids that hadn't seen even the original, because most of them wouldn't have seen it unless they just watched it for Halloween, which like Taylor's nephews definitely have or niece and nephew have. And I wonder like as a kid, this is on par with a lot of kids movies I've seen. So I think as adults and people that have seen this before, we're being a little harsh, but for a kid in a family movie, you're going to watch this for like Halloween and get into the spirit. Like, I think it's like an on par family movie. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like there are worse. I mean, rather watch this than (laughs) She-Hulk. Yeah, absolutely. I would happily rewatch this again over that. Yeah. But I want to say the mayor, and I don't know his his actor's name. I mean, I love Tony. That guy was was funny. I will never look at a candied apple the same way. Yeah. I love Tony Hale. I was so excited because I didn't know he was going to be in this, but he takes me back to like, I don't know if you guys ever watched the TV show, Chuck. Um, I've seen a couple episodes, but I know him more from Arrested Development. Sure. Yeah. That's what really put him on the map. But he did, he was in the second season, maybe part of the third season of Chuck. He was assistant store manager for the Buy More. Oh, I loved it. Like, and he was a dick. Like he was a complete and utter asshole in this show. Like he was the real life foil versus, it was great. So I thoroughly enjoy Tony Hale. And then Casey watched this show called Veep. That was about the VP, and I hate that show, but Tony Hale's in it, and he was my favorite character in the show. So, <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed him. Oh, yeah, he was awesome. But I still just, I mean, going back to Madsen's point about the Halloween, there wasn't a whole lot of Halloween in here. True. The most was when they were at the, that fair the, when you saw. The fair, yeah, the carnival. Yeah. So that was kind of cool, you know, starting spooky season. But then they're in the Walgreens or... <laughs> Why are people going into the woods in the middle of the night or wrong with people? Well, that's just because you're kind of a scaredy cat, dude. Like, uh, yeah, (laughs) normal teenagers. (laughs) We used to go into the woods all the time when we were like, no, Mm -hmm. that's where bad stuff happens. True. (laughs) Not the bad shit. I think you're thinking of, but (laughs) we got up to some shit in the woods when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I'm with you. That was another piece of the first one that was really good is that the background was always majorly Halloween. I will say one thing that I hated about this was like the weird mob dancing, like flash mob walking down the street trying to find the mayor that when they finally found him, they just quit. It just felt like pointless. It was all set up to steal his candy apple. That's all it was. Yeah. 
Well, it's also like the Sanderson sisters never stuck to a plan all the way through the end. Well, like they, they went halfway and then switched something else. And so you get that weird, the mob was part of the plan until they decided to turn left. Yeah. They found his daughter. Yeah. Or they found the village idiot and chased him to the house. I, yeah, I did enjoy the kid. That kid was funny as balls. Like, when he found out he was yeah, we, like, I was just trying to make conversation. I didn't know I was making fun of them. I have so many people I have to apologize to. Like, I loved that moron. It was great. Yeah, there were moments in this movie that I giggled at out loud. But most of it, I, yeah, I don't know. I, maybe I'm being too harsh on it. It was... There's a couple one-liners in there that I I did actually myself laugh at. I wish I could remember all of them because I was like, oh, that was that was quite clever and funny. I'll give yeah. you that. I will say the teenage drama of the three friends. I gotta be honest. I find that to be pretty believable to an extent because I've I've been a part of something like that in my, in my own life when I was younger. When you kind of when I made the transition from like what was it middle school to high school, and then you kind of you get some other friend groups, but you have like your core one and you're, you're like branching off. I thought it was going to be based off. She had a boyfriend wasn't spending enough time with them, which it kind of was to an extent. Cause that's happened to me before I had a girlfriend, my two other friends, I just didn't see him as much. And they were like, we never see you. Like you don't do anything. Else. You're always with her. And so that part, I was like, man, I can relate. Cause I've been on both sides of that fence where you don't see that person or you don't see them because you were someone else kind of thing. And I was like, hmm, yeah. Teenage drama. I never gave my friends a choice. They had a girlfriend. They were still hanging out with me. <laughs> I'll be the awkward third wheel. I'm just third wheeling it. Yeah. I'm the life of the party. Dude, what, I, what, did, what did they do with you when they needed to make out? I just sat there. Go ahead. <laughs> awkward. I mean, when I was a kid, I wouldn't have given a shit. My, I, I need my friend time. Okay? I'd, I'd have made out right in front of you. I wouldn't have given two shits. Yeah, to, yeah I wouldn't have cared. Especially as a teenager, it was very little that was more important than making out in that moment. I think I would have cared probably, or at least my, my girlfriend would have cared. That's probably more of what it was. I mean, that's probably true, but I'm not taking that into account in this particular moment. I'm just saying <laughs> I would have like, given a let's, shit. I, let's put a blanket on us and go hocus pocus. Well, yeah, well, because that's the other thing. When I was a kid, like, we made out in places that were public anyway because that's what we did, like, bus school trips on the bus and shit. Like, so... We were never alone. Well, that's not true either, but that's neither. I don't know how the hell we're talking about this shit on Hocus Pocus, but it is what it is. Matt just started it. <laughs> well, I wanted to get a, a little off the rails, but on the rails, I ask each of you, what was your, your favorite Halloween costume that you wore when you were a kid or early teenager? I'll go. I was Santa Claus. That's awesome. What? And I, I sat up on the roof of my house. And threw candy at kids when they came by. That's amazing. Ho, ho, ho. Exactly. I love that. <laughs> I love that. The one that always sticks out to me was when I was a little, little kid. And we had this old pumpkin outfit that was like this big, looked like a freaking pillow that I was tucked in with my arms and legs sticking out in a little like uh, stem hat that was on my head. But that's all I remember because I didn't trick or treat for very long. Like my parents were the type that once I hit a certain age... I was done. Like, I didn't get to trick-or-treat. In fact, when I was a teenager, I was living in Kentucky, and I snuck out to go over to a friend's house. I told my parents, we're just going over to hang out just so that I could go trick-or-treat because I hadn't trick-or-treated in, like, eight years. So it was like... What, did they stop you at, like, six? Uh, I think I was 10. And you went in 18? Yeah. Man, I take cool. Goshi, and she's turning 34. That's questionable. 
Yeah, I, I, seriously. Like, I, my parents were like, now you're too big. I'm like, okay. I found out that I could just buy bags of candy from Walmart. And that's fair. That solved a lot of my candy getting issues. I stopped voluntarily. I think at either 13 or 14 because I wanted to scare people. So my favorite costume, my, my dad to this day still has, it's not like a, a Jason style. It's, it's kind of like a Jason style mask, but there's no hair. It's bald and it's, uh, you can put it over top and it's got some, a little bit of blood on the front. And then I took one of my older siblings graduation gowns and my mom had sewn in a black fabric hood on it. So I put that over my mask and then I kind of stuffed myself a little bit. And so the first year I sat out there like a, <laughs> like a, a statue or what do you call that? A stuffed kind of like a stuffed scarecrow, but I wasn't a scarecrow and I had the candy in my basket and then people would come up on our little patio and grab the candy and then I'd scare them. And I love doing that. And then the next year was better because some people were trying to remember if I was fake or real. And then they'd like try and investigate me and like put their finger under my nose to see if I was breathing or like kind of poke me a little bit. And then they were like, oh yeah, we're like, we're okay. And they'd go in and grab and like scare them again. And <laughs> one kid I scared, it was two steps to get onto like the front of our patio for a front door. And I scared the kid off it and they fell down like into our bush. <laughs> it was awesome. I love that. And I set up like, I had like scary music above us. The ones where they've like chainsaws and with screams. And I took like, I made a mannequin head and took one of our, our giant acts and like, chopped it in half, like in the yard and a bunch of stuff like that. So I loved doing that, but I actually, I like doing that stuff more than actually trick or treating. Yeah. When I went, when I was, I think I was almost 18. The other problem is that I, I was so high. It was ridiculous. Like we were <laughs> freaking blazed trick out of our mind, dude. We were blazed. So we're running around this little neighborhood in freaking Podunk, Kentucky. Trick or treat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was smoked. So, all right, another, another fun question. What was the candy that, two questions, the candy that you got like trick-or-treating or even to the state that you hated the most, you're like, these mother effers, like, why am I getting this? And then the candy that you coveted that you would trade for. Well, that's a tough I can go one. first while you're thinking, since I already have this in my head. I have two of them that I hated. There was one, it was like a peanut butter on the outside and it had a white, like little cream center. Mm-hmm. I hated that candy, like mm-hmm. low rung, just tasted terrible. I was like, who, like it was one of like, I don't even know if I had a brand on it. It was so terrible. You're like, who even makes this piece of trash? And the other one I never liked, it was a tinfoil and it looked like a strawberry that had a little wrap around it. Oh. And then grandma candy. It was, you'd bite into it. And then like the, it oozed out like the strawberry feeling. I hated that candy too. It's like, what is this? Like, come on now. Like what, what am I getting here? So candy that I really, I, I love chocolate more than non-chocolate candy. If I had to pick, but I like, I, we had a house, one of my neighbors, Mary Jane, she was one of those give out full, like king size candy bars. Growing up, it was always through Musketeers. Those are my favorite. Loved getting those. Pillow soft chocolate, baby. I'm sorry. The irony of someone named Mary Jane giving out full candy bars is just too good. Hey, she was a great neighbor. Mary Jane was awesome. I love that. Love she that. Threw, she threw Easter. We had egg hunts because of her. Like She was one of those like MVP neighbors that just loved kids. Okay. So a couple things here that we need to unpack. Those are called caramel creams, by the way. They're horrible. You like them? I love caramel creams. Oh, geez, and on top of that, no, the best no. part about them is they're just big cowtails. And if you don't like cowtails, there's something wrong with you. No. So 
Those are called gross. Second of all, the world don't ever, because I know we have international listeners, they are gross. (laughs) Second of all, our core strawberry candy, dude. That's the company? Yeah. Wow, the Google. What's wrong with you? Those are not good. Grandma like candy staple. No, and I'll throw in. I'll throw in one more. Any the what's the coconut bar? The, the one with oh, coconut mounds almond and almond joy. Yeah. I always gave those to my dad. Just right. every time, pops take them, hate them. I hate coconut. So yeah, coconut. I should rephrase. I hate shaved coconut. Like I, the texture is yeah. terrible. It's Can't like do it. chewing on wet shoestrings it's but i didn't awful. even give those other those other two we always put them in a pile and we just threw them away oh dude that's a travesty dude hey, i buy that had, shit by the five friend, pound bag that's gross if we had a friend like you jj <laughs> i would have been trading you for all your good candy like your m&ms your why, starburst why your, would i trade you you're gonna throw that shit away i'll just take but it off i wouldn't your have, <laughs> I wouldn't have known that. i would have caught on and been like all right i have a buyer let me hold on to these. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're we're having this weird undercover drug conversation this whole time. That's what it was like, dude. In my family, when after you trick or treat, because I have multiple siblings, you got your own tin where you'd categorize and stage your candy. And then you go to your buyer, AKA your siblings, or sometimes our friends would come over and we'd make trades. Oh God, I love it. You got a buyer. You knew knew by your preferences, you knew what you kind of had to like stage first. and, And like I, my, Little brother loves Reese's and I liked them too, but I was like, I can give a little to get more because I wanted musketeer bars. I wanted to prioritize with a little bit more like Skittles or Sour Patch Kids or things like that. You had to diversify the flavor portfolio that you had. That's fair. And then you would ration out that candy because my house, we didn't have like candy everywhere. So you'd have your spot, you'd have to hide it. So your other brothers wouldn't come find your stash and make a unverified transaction. I feel like we've slipped into like a crazy, cool, dumb episode, <laughs> like as opposed to <laughs> movie review. still talking about a movie. But I mean, it, it's thematic, right? Like it, it meets the theme. Um, well, I still want to. I still want to know. Yeah, what are the other? You still, you guys still gonna go through it, dude? I'm a fat kid. Candy was candy for me as long as it didn't have coconut in it. But I love caramel. Like I'll bathe in caramel. Like I that shit's like my fit Milky Ways. And then like, Rolos made, are very underrated candy. God. Oh, yeah, I love Rolos. I love Milky Ways. I love Milky Way caramel only. Oh like, yeah, dude, caramel. That's my so what don't you, So besides coconut, there's another candy you got. You're just like, no, not me. I got mad when I'd get like, and don't get me wrong, I like them, just not for Halloween. Don't give me freaking butterscotch or cinnamon discs. Like that used to piss me off. <laughs> like. Because <laughs> I don't remember so, cinnamon so discs. Though. I don't know if lazy. I got those. Like, well, it's just the it's the same as the butterscotch ones. It's just they're red and cinnamon flavored. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. Yeah, got that's you. What we, yeah. They're just the disc, and I, it's so fucking lazy. Like any wrapped up plastic hard candy like that, like Werther's original. Come on now, that's your that's your Halloween candy. Fuck, annoys me. Alec, I would kill someone if they gave me candy corns. Ooh, that's fair. Yeah. They are the worst. Like a little baggie of them, like a little pouch. Those little yeah. plastic. Yeah, yeah. I, I eat them, but I don't like. They're not. Mm. They're not they're, up there. Yeah. <laughs> that when I was a kid, I hated bottle caps. I used to get pissed at bottle caps too. I love them now, but when I was a kid, bottle caps used to piss me off. But I absolutely love Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes, friend. That's respectable. Like, you can't go wrong with those. I have a. I really enjoy peanut butter. 
just like by itself. Yeah, uh, me too. Throw oh. chocolate in there. Oh, on, on, yeah. on this subject, just just give me <laughs> 10 seconds. Oh, God. Jerry Bias Halloween candy? He probably did. Is or that just last year's stash? Jesus, I'm expecting like a little pouch of candy or something. And it's like well, this whole fucking container. Since I go to like the movies and I take my nephews, oh, my uh, sister-in-law, Brittany, just gave me for our listeners... You won't be able to see it, but I have a box oh of. Oh my god, dude! It wouldn't last. M and A's. I got the. There's your muscle tear. We got my my Milky Way. Another candy that I don't really care for as much. Like I don't. They're, it's not bad. Like Snickers is like one of my least favorite like chocolate mm-hmm. candy bars because in those like the variety packs they always put more of those than the other ones and. I just don't eat these. It's not like there's no problem with it, but it's not my thing as yeah. much. And then what, what else do I got here? Do I not have Twix in here? That's the thing I'm missing. Ooh. Twix is in. Twix is in. Oh no, I do right here. Oh, I do enjoy right there. Twix. Shoot, dude. I mean, I might as well make this my breakfast. Like, let's go, dude. Here's the problem with that. Like, so you have this stash in your house. There's a reason I look like I do. That would be gone. <laughs> it wouldn't fucking last. Like, I'd be like sitting there going. Mm, there's it's funny, JJ. The other day we were recording. Wait, it, yeah, yeah. it was Thursday, and you know how we always get hungry, like in our our early evening recordings. I was like, I looked at this box, and I got a Reese's out. I was like, I'm gonna eat this. And I was like, Fuck! If I set this precedence every like Thursday <laughs> and Monday, I'm gonna be eating one of these. And I was like, I can't do it. Yep. I can't do it. I'm telling you. I actually forgot it was there. I was I had to clean something by my desk, and I was like, Damn, I. Did not need to know that they were right there. That I'm going to have to move these because yeah, <laughs> <that's, laughs> where we record last. is where I work too. So like every day now I'm just tempted. Just like, yeah. Man, candy. Candy's so, a problem for me. We got enough in an a appropriate tangent, but I think it was fun to just get some insight into the Halloween side of, of ourselves. But jumping back into Hocus Pocus, like I just want to say again, if you like, if the original is one of your favorite jams, I don't think this movie's bad, but if you're looking for a movie to kind of get you in the Halloween spirit, but like Alex said, it doesn't lean so much into the Halloween. Like, I don't think you're going to be disappointed for watching this with your kids or even just for nostalgia purposes. You're still going to like the original better, but I don't think it did it a, a disservice to an extent. Yeah, I agree. I think especially if you like the original, the trilogy of witches is still fun oh, yeah, to watch. Right. You can watch, especially... Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy Najimy, like you can tell they are having the time of their life filming this movie. Like, and that's what made it so fun. The first one was they're just not your typical stereotype of a witch, right? Or or a coven of witches. They're goofy, they're weird, but they're funny as hell the way they interact with each other. So I will say the one thing I missed a little on this one that they did really early on when they brought them back, but not as much as they did throughout the show like they did in the first. And that's like the almost Three Stooges-esque physical slapstick comedy. They did it once where she slapped, like she hit Sarah Jessica Parker in the stomach and then like slaps Kathy and Ajima. But that was constant in the first one. Like there was always the physical comedy. And so I missed that a little bit in this one because I was laughing my ass off at first. Like, when they're in the Walgreens drinking the freaking lotion and Sarah Jessica Parker's like, we already drank the life potion and freaking Bette Mittler literally slaps the shit out of her. <laughs> like, I was like, yes, this is my freaking hocus pocus. So I was, it was really funny. I just wish they'd done more of it instead of trying to get cute and clever and modern. 
just redo what you did with an older version. And I'm okay with the other, the new coven of witches storyline. I was actually just fine with that, but just lean even more into what made the original great instead of having some extra stuff like the weird flash mob. And I think they just tried too hard to be honest now that we're sitting here talking about it. And that's, it's unfortunate. You didn't have to, this was built in comedy with just having those three on screen again. Sisters. <laughs> and it, Bette Midler, like, I don't know how she's not more just popular because she's so damn funny, but all three of them are. Kathy Najimi's hilarious. Bye-bye. <laughs> it's great. I was going to say, we didn't talk about the beginning. I did like the flashback to like original Salem and that, and yeah. the, the actor that, what's the head witch's name again? I always forget. Winfred? Like Winfred? Winnie? Yeah. Yeah. Like the actor that played Winnie, like the young Winnie and that mm-hmm. whole interaction. I quite like that. I thought that was that I thought they did actually very well. I enjoyed that backstory and the whole, the reverend thing, that joke that came out from that, like that, those opening, that opening 10 minutes, honestly, I thought was actually done really, really well and quite enjoyed the backstory that they provided there. I just thought it was going to be like you talked about earlier, JJ. I thought they, it was well written to that point, And then they just kind of lost their way and there wasn't as good of a connection between the two. Cause the whole, we need to kill the mayor thing. If they had leaned into that and been more over the top and made that the focal point, I think that could have worked once mm-hmm. they, they figure that out, but they didn't really do that. It was kind of a side thing. Once they found out, I would have liked that even more if they, cause that's I mean, Hocus Pocus isn't meant to be like serious to an extent. I mean, we got three sisters that are like, that shit's crazy at times and trying to suck the life out of little kids. I think they, yeah, they tried too hard. And because they tried too hard, they tried to make it more of a serious movie that they wanted to make sense. And that's not really what Hocus Pocus is necessarily about. Yeah. And I, I agree completely with the first few minutes I'm watching going, Oh my God, they're going to be torturing Tony Hale for the rest of this show. And it's going to be beautiful because he plays a dick so well. So when he was the reverend at the beginning, I was like, yes. Then he's this goofy, really sweet mayor. And how funny would it have been if they hadn't gotten off of chasing him and they'd been torturing this dude the whole episode, trying to kill him. And he's just screaming and running away. I'm with you. That would have made this movie 10 times better. Because just that comedic level would have been perfect. So great point. Great point. And for like the fifth time in the last two weeks, another freaking Game of Thrones call out (laughs) with Hannah Waddington or Waddingham rather. Like, and she's been like what really pushed her over is uh, the soccer coach movie show on Apple. What's that? Oh, Uh, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. But she was a very not nice character in, I think, season six, five or six of Game of Thrones. So I'm glad to see she's found some fame too. Hannah Wadding, who played the, the witch that gave them the book. And they were overly subtle about the fact that she had used that all power spell and lost her coven. Like, I think if they'd leaned into that a little bit more, it would have been an interesting addition until the end when you're like, Oh, that's why she was by herself and all sad and shit. (laughs) I think it felt rushed. Maybe that's what, maybe it wasn't that they tried too hard. Maybe it's that they rushed it. They're like, oh shit, we need to do this. And then they didn't take some time. All right, let's rate this thing. Matt, you go first, buddy. Yeah, I'm going to give it a two and a half. I'm telling Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor. Like, it's a... (laughs) 
I've debated between a two and a half and a three, but I think it's a solid average movie as far as the remakes go. For me, I wasn't really invested in the original. So this one definitely had its laughs. Like as we've talked about, I, I did laugh at, at multiple points in this movie, but am I here to say it's a good movie? No, but is it a movie that ushers in the holiday spirit to an extent? Are you going to enjoy watching with other people and catching a laugh? Or if you're into the first Hocus Pocus, will it feel nostalgic for you? I do think it will because like Taylor loves the original Hocus Pocus to the fact that we're watching it tomorrow. (laughs) Not looking forward to that, but it delivers enough in the genre that it will appease many of the watchers, but it's not like Top Gun Maverick where it just because this is in that similar vein where this movie was a remake of many, many years later. And that one did it way better to an extent where this one, I think, fell short, but still something that I think you'll find entertaining and definitely one of the better movies we've seen, at least on the streaming review compared to the, like to, to Pinocchio, for instance, or just absolute garbage. Like if I had to watch this again, would I be upset? Like, no, like I still think I'd laugh at some spots. I do think I'd probably be on my phone doing some things and like moving in and out of the room at times, but I wouldn't mind it being on the background again or, or watching with people that haven't seen it yet that are some of my nieces and nephews. I I still think it'd land. Uh, So two and a half. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to just jump right into that bandwagon and say two and a half as well. I wanted to like it more, but I thought I would hate it more than I did. So it was one of those things where, because I do have some tie to the original and it was pretty nostalgic for me. There were moments of really big nostalgia. Like I thought they wasted the black cat. I was like, Oh, Hey, look, it's Binks. And then it wasn't. And then, but was it? Cause it, there was a post credit scene. I don't know if you guys watched that, but there's a, the whole other black flame candle possibilities out there. So it's, it's an intriguing thought that they might do more if they do it better. But like I, there were a lot of, there was enough nostalgia to make me go, I'm watching Hocus Pocus too, but there was enough that was wrong with it there. That wasn't good enough with it that I went, Oh, I'm watching Hocus Pocus too. So it's just one of those things where I wish they'd done better, but they could have done much worse on top of it. So on average, that's what it is. It's an average movie. I didn't hate it. Didn't love it, but it was funny to watch at moments. So two and a half. All right, Alec, finish this All up. right. I'm going to go a little bit lower and give it a two. I didn't really enjoy the first one. Didn't really enjoy this one. Oshi's kind of my peg for these movies because she loves the first Hocus Pocus mm-hmm. movie. And she fell asleep during this. <laughs> so that was a pretty telling moment there. There were parts that I enjoyed. Again, Tony Hale, I know we talked about him a lot, but he was exceptionally good. And then at the end, I really liked it up until the point where they gave Winifred feelings. I hate it when Disney does that. <laughs> they do it with every single good villain they have. They give them feelings. It's fair. Like, uh. So that one pulled me out a little bit, but there was, there was, it had its moments, right? Roomba shoes and, mm-hmm. you know, Roomba came back into play, getting rid of the salt circle for him, which yeah. I thought was beautifully done. But yeah, it's a two. It's a decent streaming movie, but a clearly obvious cash grab, like you said, JJ. Sure. I did love when the room was like, went opposite directions around the circle. They love cleaning up messes. <laughs> it was pretty fun. All right, well, there it is. Hocus Pocus 2. Hey, it was all right. Could have been worse. That's all I can say about it. With that, Matt, tell everybody where they can find us. 
Yeah, you can find us wherever good podcasts can be found on Apple, Spotify, to name a few. What's our verdict? Reviews. If you want to chime in on social media, you can check us out on TikTok. I'm sure there's going to be a couple of TikToks from this one about candy. Uh, at least I hope so. Instagram and Facebook. We are live on Mondays and Thursdays. Mondays, Rings of Power and House of the Dragon on YouTube and Facebook. Thursdays, we are doing live and or shows. You can listen to us live at 6 p.m. Mountain Time or 8 p.m. Eastern F Central time. Or if you just want to listen to the podcast, those will come out. We're, we're doing She-Hulk as well. Things like that. Our website's currently under construction. But if you want to get a hold of us, either slide into our DMs or email us at hosts at whatsourverdict.com. And lastly, we have our Patreon page up. So if you want to get some behind the scenes outtakes, you want to vote on some of the things that we're going to review. If you want to see exclusive trailer reactions from us for new movies that are coming out, or if you just want to give us something to listen to, like Charles is going to be doing here shortly, check out our, our Patreon at What's our verdicts podcast? Look at the the tiers that you can contribute to and and get to know us even better. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Thank you. With that, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Cinematic out.